Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today I have Emily Penrod from Healing Your Families. And I am so grateful to you, Emily, because I know you told me uh, what your mission is in life, and it's so important. Could you share it with our audience right now? My mission is to make the world a better place by strengthening families. Oh, families today are under attack in so many different ways. And I know my audience is uh, mainly homeschooling, um, people who are looking for different ways of educating their children. And those choices, no matter what they are, can be uh, frowned upon and all of that. And it could be seen as an attack. But there's so many other ways that that families are just being devalued today. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do to strengthen families? Well, thank you. Yes, I address six areas of health for families, emotional, financial, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And families that are doing well in all six of those areas, grow, flourish, they can support each other, they can give back and serve the community, and they raise they raise children who become problem solvers. We definitely need more people like that. <laughs> so, so I, I'm a retired school teacher. I love education. I, I believe education has the power to change lives. So I have, um, I educate through uh, a weekly show on the Win Win Women platform. I have a podcast and a YouTube channel. And I have, you know, uh, online courses, a basic course program for parents just kind of goes to the basic and then evaluates those six areas. Um, it's, I'm, I'm a family relationship coach. And if you think about it, it's, it's all about relationships. You know, your relationship with many de determines your financial health. Your relationship with yourself determines your emotional well-being. And then of course the relationship with your family members and your relationship with God is your spiritual health or your higher power. So I'm, I'm focusing on those six areas and using you know, my, my goal when I started the, my podcast was to provide useful information for parents and tools, steps, tricks to use to be more effective in their relationships, in their parenting, in their marriage. You know, a, yeah. a good, happy family is based on a good, happy marriage. Oh, it definitely is. I know. Um, I'm one of six kids and my, 
I'm the oldest and my parents, my mother would always tell me, okay, you've got a babysit because dad and I need to go out because the marriage is the foundation of the family. And I grew up with that. And I was, you know, as a kid being stuck with my, all my little brothers and sisters, I wasn't always happy about it. But as an adult, I really appreciate that my mom shared that with me, that I grew up understanding how important the the marriage is to the family. Now, now I learned that too from my parents, but I had the advantage. I was the youngest, so I didn't have the responsibility. I just saw the example. <laughs> yeah. I just saw the effects of that. Yeah. 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 No, that's my, my husband is one of the youngest of his family. And so, um, but he, he actually came from a very broken home and his parents, his parents um, actually separated before he was even born. And so um, it's, it's been interesting kind of educating him along the way it's like okay we need we need a date night hon tonight <laughs> yeah yeah you know he got the example of what he didn't want and you got the example of what you do want and yeah and but it is you know you were fortunate to have that example that's that yeah it is but they need to understand that yeah. I love the fact that you're using all, all six of those different areas because, I mean, you think about it. Okay. Well, those are just like natural and like, no, if you systematically actually look at all six and you can deliberately address those, it makes it so much more effective. So can you give us an example of, of some of the things you might do with your, with your, um, with your clients in each area? Well, you're, okay, I was starting to go through, you know, the, well, I'll give emotions as an example. Okay. I, I remember when I was a young mother, I seriously wished my emotions could just be surgically removed. I did not understand where they came from. They seemed to come out of nowhere. I didn't feel like I had any control over them and they just got me in trouble. You know, I would start out the day fully intending to be that sweet, patient, loving mother. And next thing I knew, I was yelling at my kids. And, and I would, and I made this commitment. I said, I will not lose my temper today. And sometimes I went as late as 10 AM, but you know, looking back, I realized I had the wrong approach. I should, it's rather, because your mind doesn't understand negatives. It just heard lose, lose my temper. And I did. If I had said, I will remain calm and peaceful. So it took a lot of study and maturity for me to finally figure out that emotions are just energy, energy in motion. And just like any form of energy, they can be converted from one form to another. So if you think about anger, you know, anger can be destructive. 
You know, you, you'll say and do things when you're angry that you deeply regret later. But anger freed the slaves. Anger allows you to take action. You say, this isn't right. I want to fix it. How can I make it better? So instead of yelling at the kids, I can think, okay, mornings are really hectic and they stress me out. And I start, what could I do to prepare the night before so the mornings aren't that hectic? And then you use the power, the energy from that anger to do something constructive. So all of this I cover in an online class called use your emotions rather than letting your emotions use you. Because that's what I was doing when I was young. I was letting my emotions use me. They were running my life. Yeah. I had a, a very similar experience. When I first started homeschooling, I was like, okay, I am yelling at my boys all the time. If I don't get this under control, I knew I had to homeschool, but I'm like, if I don't get this under control, I'm going to be spending all of my money on therapy for all of us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to do something. And um, I, I remembered just deciding, okay, I am, instead of yelling, I'm going to start whispering. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That is and, an excellent strategy. Yeah. And I also, I forget where I read it is, um, but I decided I was not going to lie to my kids. And so that meant if I said something, I was going to do it. And so that made it so that I could not say, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to take all of your toys away. You know, <laughs> I, I hear so many parents do that. You know, it's just out of frustration. I I could never do that because I would be lying to my kids. And I had, that was something I wanted to always tell my kids the truth so that they could trust me. That is powerful. Yeah. It it was hard though sometimes. And I had oh, to yeah. apologize, but and that's huge. You know, when you when you apologize to your children, you're validating their experience, but you're also sending the example that we make mistakes, but we can make it right. Yeah. Yeah. We can change, we can become better. Yeah. No, and that, oh, especially when they get to be older into their teenage years, being able to say, I'm sorry. And because um, there's always a time when you'll have to say that, but also saying that yourself will allow them or give them that example that they can follow so they can know they can do something stupid and apologize as well, which is, which is yes. huge. Yeah. Their future spouse will thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I hope so. So tell us, I, I'm interested in this win-win women's network. What is that about? Well, this is uh, what launched a couple of years ago and the, the the vision behind this is to provide a way to unify the women of the world if, if you think about it even in third third world countries people have cell phones 
So it's a way to bring women who have questions and want answers to connect them with women who are experts in various fields. So, um, so ultimately the goal is to have 50 channels on a wide variety of topics, have them running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that at any point, any woman who has a question can go and find an answer. And I'm in the, the family channel, family and parenting, but there are also others on uh, business, on personal development, grieving, fashion. <laughs> oh. Just, you know, a variety of topics. And the idea is just to allow women, you know, never before have we been able to collect, connect globally like we can now with technology. I, I've been in Zoom meetings with women in Kenya and Cameroon and Ireland and um, Brazil, because we can do that with technology. But if we can unite the women so that the three words are we care, connect, and collaborate. Well, if we're learning about each other, you know, it's, it's easy. If you don't know much about a culture, you suspect it. <laughs> and you're suspicious. But as you learn more about people, you care about them, you wanna support them. And my thought is if we can unite the women of the world, will the men be far behind? <laughs> <laughs> and what would that do if we could eliminate some of these misunderstandings, these, this discord, you know, the conflict, and support each other. And so I, to me, it's an exciting. When I first heard about it, I thought, this is, I love it. I, you know, I love this being part of it. So we're in a growth stage. Um, right now we're, we're, we're scheduling, you know, International Women's Day is March 8th. So we're scheduling events, we want our goal is to have 50 throughout the United States and 50 more in other nations around the world in to honor International Women's Day. And again, the idea is just to empower women, to educate them, to collaborate, support, and that's. You can go to winwinwomen.com and there's a brief video that it sums up very neatly the mission, what it's all about. And then if you go to winwinwomen.tv, that's where all of our shows are. The shows are also live streamed to Roku, uh, Apple TV and Amazon Fire, but you know they're on our, also on our website. So you can watch them there. That's, that's awesome. I know I've read several books that have, you know, there's so many, so much different research that shows that by educating women, by educating the girls and the girls bringing back that education to their, their, their home, 
and you know um, that creates you know exponential change in the communities and I, I I love that and I really feel like even in our you know in the United States where we don't have you know almost everyone is educated we have that that uh, things like home education and home educators we can bring more of that sense of responsibility that sense of um, uh, that love of learning that I feel has in large part been lost in in some of the unfortunately many of the um, traditional public school system uh, environments we can help bring that back um, through this the home education uh, movement and so um, yeah really well, I agree I yeah. I was uh, amazed to well, just like sewing, you know, could you sew your own clothes if you had to? Can you make your own bread? Can you preserve fruit? You know, just those things that my mother and grandmother just grew up knowing. And those that knowledge is being lost. And if we had a crisis, a trucker strike would empty the shelves in the stores. Um, look what happened in the shutdown just a few years ago. You know, if we had to somehow provide our own food, clothing, do we know how? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, I don't think most women, unfortunately, I think a lot of women feel like they have to be more like men. Yes. What is that mistaken notion? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have so much strength as women. Oh, yes. And to celebrate. And, and the thing I also love about women, we're not putting men down. You know, men are wonderful yeah. too. But we have, as women, we have a lot to offer, a lot to give. And I think society benefits when people are allowed to share their natural talents. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's all about, that's what I'm all about, um, realizing genius and seeing that. And I know I've had to, as a mother of five boys, I have had to kind of fight that notion that I've encountered many times in many places that, oh, you know, men are, are bad. And, and it's like, no, <laughs> I'm I'm raising good boys and good men and yes strong men um hopefully but yeah yeah okay well I want to go back to your you know what you do with families um if families are having issues and um they want to reach out to you what is the best way for them to do that they can, well, um, they can connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, um, and I have a YouTube channel. Okay. Can, I will be sure and put links to all of those in the okay. show notes. Yeah. Okay. So that's awesome. They awesome. can email me. I think my contact information is in LinkedIn. Okay. And 
we 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 schedule a introductory you know free i call it a discovery call let's just talk for a half hour let's talk about your concerns um i have found it really beneficial to go through the i i also have um if they join my facebook group strength strengthening families they'll get information about I'll do a 45 minute webinar on, on each of these six areas of health. And then the basic course goes through all six of them. We kind of do an assessment, find out where are we? You know, like physically, how is, what's the nutrition like in the family? How's your relationship with your body? You know? <laughs> Another relationship, it's easy to overlook. Yes. And then we can determine what areas of concern. Is it the family relationships at home? Is it problem solving? Is it learning to resolve a conflict without contention? You know, conflict is inevitable in family life. But contention and conflict is actually healthy because it allows you to improve and deepen your relationship. But contention is damaging. So how can you resolve these conflicts without damaging the relationship? So from there, we determine what specific things that family needs. We set some goals for what, you know, I love the, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Oh, yeah, I love smart goals as well. Yeah. And I like that you're doing it. Um, you're not just like, okay, now let's do this. And then let's do this. You're, you're creating that individual education plan that as yes. a, a special education teacher, you um, are very familiar with, I know. <laughs> yes, um, yes, they come up with their own blueprint, their own plan. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I... Um, I know when I was in the public school system, I was a teacher for the a charter school here in California. And I went through several or many, many IEP um, uh, meetings. And I was like, why do only the special ed kids get this <laughs> individual yeah, education? Really? And that, and that lends itself perfectly to homeschooling is yeah. to have that planning meeting you know just okay let's let's plan your program this year what, what do you want to study and yeah yeah but doing that as a family and you know with as a couple realizing okay okay this is what we need for our family and that's that's another thing I love about you know the home education is it really is a lifestyle and when you're thinking about I mean, what is the most important thing? I know when I was actually, it's it's gone on for all 20 years um, that I've been homeschooling. It, when I'd have a bad day, I would always think, okay, at least my kids know that, you know, adults can get things wrong and mom can say, I'm sorry. If that's the only thing they learned today, you know, that's okay. You know, at least they know I love them. And, you know, something like that, you know, that their, their teacher loves them. And, um, but 
those are the most important things, but those are the things that we often don't get help with. It's we'll spend sometimes thousands of dollars on curriculum that end up in a closet when the real thing we need is someone to just help us figure out those sometimes they're character issues sometimes they're just systems I mean like um you know like the talk you talked about you know the beginning of your day how what can you do ahead of time so it's not as as mm-hmm. um as uh, stressful um but I think it's so helpful to know that there are people out there that can help you with these kind of things. And sometimes that outside observer can really just help you figure out the keys. Yeah. 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 I have done, you know, when they're local, like a home visit, let me just visit in the home and, and give you some feedback, some things you're right. You're absolutely right. An objective observe, observer can sometimes see you're you're too close to the problem. Yeah. Like, but, you know, that aerial view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. As a, um, sometimes what I do when I'm helping families is just kind of look at what they're doing with their homeschooling. And I know I was helping one family and their son did not like to write and they were, they were using this curriculum and he just didn't want to write about anything that they were wanting him to write about. And so I talked to his mom and it's like, okay, let's do something different. And where he would barely give us like three sentences, not even a complete paragraph before he, we allowed him to write about what he wanted to write about. And it, went from three sentences to three pages yep yep (laughs) yeah so um yeah getting getting that outside help is just it can make all of the difference all of the difference yeah so yeah well Emily I am so grateful that you um could come on today and share your genius if there was one thing that you could share with my audience um, to help them strengthen their family, what advice would you give them? It's one thing. You know, we talk a lot about communication, but we often forget that the most important part of communication is the listening. And I, I like to recommend the active listening. You know, we're, we're so busy that you know, we're, we're doing the dishes while our child's talking to us and we're just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, while we're mentally planning our grocery list. But I think it is important to eat, set aside time every day when you're not doing anything else. You're, your focus is totally on your child and you're listening to understand. You're not, you're, you're curious. You're not going to jump in. Well, that was stupid. You know, you're you're just listening to understand them and you're validating, yes, I understand. That doesn't mean you agree with them, but you accept their feelings. And I think if you can make that a practice to every day, 
and and with your spouse you know how wonderful to do that with your this person that you're going to spend your life with to i think we need to spend more time listening oh i love that so true well thank you again emily i am so grateful you were here and um I'm so excited that so many people are going to be blessed by um, all of your, your genius today. So. Well, thank you, Heidi. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.